Did you know that the first Tekken game was released in the arcades in 1994 and had only eight playable characters? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 191. My name's Gareth Bradley. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good evening. I'm very well. How are you? Very good, thank you. On my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hi, Neil. I am good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> what are you saying? I called you your name from last night. Oh, yeah! Of course. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I do either. Uh, and on my virtual opposite is Mr. Neil Watson, the real oh, Neil Watson. That's me, yes. yes. I'm all right. How are you? Good, very good. Um, I think we've we've finished off at the end about what we've been doing this week. We've finished with Richard and me. We did, we went to something very special last night. Um, but first Sounds of all, like I was there as well. You were there as well, yeah. <laughs> um, and let's speak to Neil. What have you been doing this week, Neil? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Um, I've been I've been watching quite a lot of telly. Um, I've been watching Bodies. Which mm. I thought was very good. I like that. Has anyone seen Bodies? I've seen Bodies. Yeah. Nope. Uh, my my issue with it is, is, is the guy is it Stephen Graham? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. All the way through it, I was thinking he was you, Gareth. Oh, there we go. You 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 kind of look quite similar, you two. Right. <laughs> so much so that I had to look up his age, and he's pretty much the same age as yeah. you as well, which is even freakier. So uh, yeah. So anyway, do you know what? Do you, do you know what a freakier thing as well is for this to help you on your freakiness? Oh, I don't want to know. I auditioned for bodies as well. Did not really? not for his part, for a very small part. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, but you didn't get it. No, I didn't oh, get well. it. No. Oh, no. Well. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I've been watching bodies. Um, I've also watched the Lazarus Project, um, which I really don't understand at all. I I like the first series. I've watched the second series, and it's just kind of gone a bit mad. But it's it's all right. It's just to sit there. Uh, I've also been watching The Tourist. I don't know if I like The Tourist or not. It's I, I don't like funny TV shows, um, and this is trying to be funny, but it's not funny. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure there. And I went to the cinema last night and watched um, a theatre show at the cinema. That is it, Dear England. Or this oh yeah, thing? what do you think? Dear, this, this is what I've been trying England. to get you to see. What do you Dear think? England. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was very good. It was three hours of my life that I'll never get back. Um, <laughs> but I look at anything that's over an hour and a half long as I'll never get it back. But it went quite quickly. And even with an interval of 20 minutes in between, which I thought was a bit strange as soon as we were at the cinema, they could have kind of cut that down. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't need to sit there for 20 minutes looking at a screen with a 20-minute countdown on it. That is very odd, yeah. Yeah, that could have been shorter. Um, but otherwise, I thought it was really good. Um, some humorous bits in it occasionally. Um, 
Yeah, I liked it. Have you seen it, have you? Yes, I recommended to you on a podcast to go and see it at the theatre. I remember, I remember you mentioning it. I didn't know if you'd seen it or not. Yeah, I was yeah. the one that said... But you, you saw it properly live. Yeah, I saw it live, yeah, back in yeah. the summer, yeah. Yeah, but no, I thought I it was loved very it. clever. Yeah, it's very good. Very clever. Yeah, yeah, really good. Great. Neil, now when we started this podcast, you were, of course, from number one all that long ago, and you did about... You did quite a few of them on the run. Before Richard joined us, I think he was the next one. Um, you'd probably seen four films in your lifetime and one TV show. What's happened? I don't know. <laughs> well, Gemma kind of bugs me and bothers me and says, are we going to watch something this evening? And occasionally I have to say yes. And so when I get into a TV series, I have to kind of watch it as quickly as possible because otherwise I forget. I forget it all anyway. But if I watch something today... And I know Paul was moaning about this the other week, actually, with something that he was watching a show and it's not on for another week. That's just nuts because I wouldn't have a clue what had happened in the previous episode. (laughs) So so I kind of get involved and I watch it all in bang, 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 bang. And yeah. yeah. There you go. Good. I'm doing well. Doing really well. Yeah. Um, Great. And what about you, Darren? What's your week been like? I have a question for Neil. Um, Oh, go on then. looking Looking at the order. Are you eating Easter eggs already? Oh, shit. I was going to keep quiet about that. Oh, because I did. I, I saw it and I thought, oh, I remember this from last year because I've seen yeah. it in the shops. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought oh. an Easter egg yesterday. I've just just finished my Christmas chocolate, which was <laughs> quite, quite a bit of galaxy and, and whatnot. Um, so I've just finished that and I was kind of, I went to Morrison's and I saw some Easter eggs. So I bought myself an Easter egg and I just sat there, sat there this afternoon and ate it. Wow. I love Why it. Not? I love it. It's, it's, it's just chocolate. It's just, it's <laughs> it just chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. Um, what you said is there is there a, is there a date then where I shouldn't be eating Easter eggs before? Well, yeah. I don't know if there is. No. Do you, They're in the shops. Maybe you get, maybe you do Valentine's Day next tomorrow for yourself. Just get a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> get a rose. Get some chocolates. <laughs> That'd be the only Valentine's Day I've ever done. Then. <laughs> <laughs> just combine them all in one yeah <laughs> that's funny sorry yeah that's um what have i been doing um i've been out and about on the road with work a lot this week but i am now off for nine days which is lovely because i've not had any proper time off since mid-november which feels like a lifetime ago um because in the retail game we only get a couple of days off over christmas so that's been nice to wrap that up and then we've been watching a bit of TV, the fabled Apple TV Plus that never misses. There's a new series called Criminal Record on there mm. with Peter Capaldi and Kush Jumbo in. And essentially, um, it's about a informant who rings with a tip off. Um, basically, she's in an abusive relationship and her partner has admitted to a murder that somebody else has been sent down for for 24 years but she's too scared to be identified um, and then hangs up the phone and then Cush Jumbo's character takes it to Peter Capaldi, but he isn't all he seems and it goes from there. But it's really, really well done. And I'm sure Gareth will say the same. They just don't seem to miss on Mm. Apple TV Plus with these British, you know, gritty thriller dramas like Slow Horses Mm. was one of the best things I've watched in years. And there's been four of these so far and they're on every Wednesday and again it's one of those uh, weekly but they have a little recap which helps because i'm a bit like you these days neil i'm like oh have i watched this bit what happened here yeah, um, yeah. we're loving it at the moment so i'd recommend that if you've got apple tv plus it's really good 
Can I just ask about Slow Horses? Because I watched mm. the first episode, didn't like it. Oh, what didn't you like about it? I mean, Gary Oldman himself is just brilliant. Is that I don't, character? Don't no, just just didn't get into it. Again, is it? It's one of those programs again that's kind of trying to be funny-ish, and nah, didn't like it. Yeah, he is. He's very dry and very kind of sarcastic about everything even in really serious situations so there is a bit of that black humor to it definitely well good there you go give slow horse give it another go neil give it another it's go. great oh, yeah, yeah it's but great. i'd have to i'm gonna to have to watch the first episode again aren't i and then you'll finish it and go it's not for me <laughs> yeah, I know why I didn't get to the second episode. We'll talk about it again on the podcast in, the yeah, yeah. in about a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Richard, um, long time no see. Um, we, Hello. How you doing? Now, Richard, do you want to say about what you were doing last time? Me and Richard saw each other last time for an event, didn't we, Richard? Yes. And uh, Samsung, Samsung King's Cross. Gareth met me outside King's Cross Station. And we, we walked up there. It was very nice around little there. Rose, little rose. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was telling me all about how this area used to be, uh, quote unquote, a shithole. And, <laughs> and then scoop, scoop offices and all sorts and these posh restaurants and uh, Samsung, their event space slash shop. Um, hosted the, the Tekken 8 launch party that Gareth and I went to last night. Uh, we got there. There was a big queue. Um, so, so we front, we watched some curling that was happening um, b- beneath us, but they didn't have the broomsticks. It was a very basic form of curling, but it, it got us through the queue. Um, and then we got there, and for some reason, my name was on the list, but Neil's name was on the list. So Gareth had to say <laughs> Neil's name. <laughs> Twice. He has a Neil Watson. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Did you flash your ID? Um, I did. I, that <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I said to them, I, I promised them cocaine. I'm Neil Watson. Have you got any? <laughs> 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 uh, no, I didn't do any of that. We were very well behaved. Richard, what do you think? What did you think of the night? Tell us what we saw. Um, we didn't see much because <laughs> me and you sort of hid. For most of it, uh, we, we heard a lot. We heard an awful lot. It was it was a very loud event. Um, they had a DJ playing music of some some undescript genre that that I I felt old. So I don't know how Gareth felt, and I don't mean that offensively. No, you're not. It, I was looking for the oldest people there, and the oldest person, same age as me, was collecting glasses. <laughs> Uh, we looked at each other across the room. There was a sort of like, there was a moment, I think. He probably looked at me and thought, what are you doing here? At least I'm working. Like, why aren't you collecting any glasses? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but we did. We, now, the weirdest thing about it, because it was a Samsung shop, um, all, the, all the stuff was there. They just left the stuff out, which I couldn't believe. So like, there's lots of people drinking. There was food and stuff. And uh, they just had like the watches all still out. <laughs> the phones out there. Covered in beer. Yeah. And me and Richard found um, the Samsung um, um, showroom kitchen area. 
which we did. So we sat next to a couple of washing machines and uh, we had a little bike on the wall. <laughs> it was a good area, wasn't it, Richard? I liked it there. It was. For, for a hiding space, we, I think we picked, picked a good spot there. We did. Um, and uh, later on, Gareth Gareth left early. I was I was talking to a guy called Tom that I'd bumped into at the, the Frontier event a few weeks ago as well. Um, but I went to the toilet at one point and there was a queue for the toilet and, and some, some guy looked at me and he was like, oh, really? I really want to do some content with your hair. And I thought, oh, he's, he's one of these influencer types that seem to be quite prevalent around this event. And... And then I noticed that there was like a blood stain on the, the toilet, one of the toilet doors behind him. And then I noticed his hand had blood on it as well. And I was like, what is going on here? So it was like, yeah, I want to I want to do some content with your hair, man. And I was like, all oh, right, cheers. And I was sort of explaining briefly about my, my heritage and where it, where it came from and everything. And then we like, we shook hands and I went to the toilet and he disappeared. And then I noticed that I had his blood on my shirt for some reason. So I had to spend the rest of this event <laughs> with someone else's blood, and I ended up with blood on me, and I didn't even play a Tekken eight. And it was <laughs> well, I I'm so confused. This is not how I was expecting this story to go. I can't, I can't tell whether I'm gutted I didn't go, or I'm, I think I had a lucky miss. I don't know what I missed about five minutes beforehand, but I just saw the aftermath of something, and. Because at one point, Gareth and I was like, they're not going to open up tomorrow either with all this cleaning we've got to do. And I'm like, there's a lot more cleaning on this toilet door now. Yeah. It was it's such a weird thing because it, was, it wasn't, you know, we've gone to these events before and they they have been in bigger places, you know, and it wasn't that big, was it, Richard? It was, it was like, it was no, like it a shop. So you were like, we got in and we went, let's go and walk to the end. Oh, we're at the end. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. Let's walk back here, and it was busy. You know, busy, lots of things. So they had the big uh, screens up. You know, these ridiculously sized screens. Oh, they're amazing, really. These um, and the Tekken Eight was kind of everywhere, um, and people were sort of playing it. And there was maybe some commentary from some of the influencers on people playing it. But you were so, it was just surrounded by the Tekken game. And obviously, Richard, which you're going to talk about in a minute, has played it and reviewed it. So and um, and as you know, my my skills aren't great on Tekken or any of those kind of games, so I didn't really... Well, I'd like to come in there because mm. I remember last time you went to a Tekken event, it was Tekken, wasn't it? You took IGN down single-handedly. That, that, was, um, that was another one. I think that was Tekken. Tekken, I did the um, quarterfinals of the journalist at, at one of the festival things. What are they called? Um, the, the, yeah, it was a... I can't remember sorry, what it was, yeah. One of the Excel Is ones. Te- Tekken 6 or something, maybe? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and I got to the. Call so you ha- you do have the skills somewhere, Gareth. and I think the other one was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. But all I can do is do a side kick, and it just throws people off. So I do repeat side. <laughs> just they can't believe that he's doing this <laughs> with your modded controller. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was good. It was very good. So thank you for letting us come. We enjoyed seeing all the. No, I was I was too old. It's too loud for me. I was getting tired. I'll um I'll look forward to an email then say, saying thank you for coming Neil I hope you enjoyed it uh, why didn't you collect any more glasses? <laughs> <laughs> well we had some lovely chats it was nice to see Cat me and Richard Cat who's the guy what's the guy's name we met Tom, Tom. he's uh, from Two Achievements yeah. but like I say I met him at the Frontier thing a few weeks ago and 
yeah, he was a really, really good guy. He said a really interesting thing. He said, when you used to go to these events about, you know, he's been obviously doing it for a while. No, gaming. He said it used to be just sort of like <laughs> lots of lots of sort of like gamey people sitting in the corner having a drink quite quietly at these places. He said now it's all like flash bang, you know, yeah, influences yeah. this whole different ball game now. I, I have to say, I I noticed a change. Remember when we went to Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Yeah, I yeah. Think. That's when I notice it changing and going very much. Um, influence or lead kind of thing mm. yeah uh, yeah it was in that bar in Soho wasn't it yeah um good but Richard let's lead on because we're going to talk about games we've been playing and let's start with uh, Richard if you don't mind because it just leads on you've been you reviewed it's on the on the site your review Tekken tell us about it uh, I didn't get to play any last night and I was hoping to see Gareth's skills but we'll save that for another event hopefully <laughs> but yeah Tekken 8 it's out today as we're recording the podcast or i think it was even 11 o'clock last night just as this event was ending because there was a big pizzazz thing about it while whilst it was finishing up um did you see the drones on... I... no you didn't see the drones what? oh have a look on twitter for the um the tekken 8 drones that were flying possibly above london bridge really right. good really good okay yeah, I did see them. But yeah, this reviews out, I gave it four out of five. Um, the fighting in it is perhaps the best it's been in the Tekken series. I've been playing since three. Um, and this is, I think this, yeah, I think Tekken 8 is probably my favourite one now. Um, looks incredible. It's Unreal Engine 5. I think it's perhaps the first game I've played in an Unreal Engine 5. And it just looks amazing. Um, I felt the the story mode was a little bit poor in the sense that you would be, towards the end, you, you're fighting the, the big baddie. You can, you can probably guess who it is if you're a, a long-time Tekken fan. Um, and then you'll defeat him. You'll, you'll drain his health bar. And then the cutscene shows him beating you up. And then it's like, you have to do it again. And this happens four or five mm. times. And it's just, it gets a bit repetitive, but it's also, you're all, you're almost thinking like, well, what's the point? Because it, there's something needed to change about the, the cut scenes and the story mode, I think, to make me enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and then they also have this thing called Arcade Quest that was, that was hyped up um, before release as like, Harking back to harking back to the the glory days of waiting for a new cabinet to arrive at the arcade and everything like that, and it does invoke a little bit of that that um, sense of excitement. But what this arcade mode is 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 basically an extended tutorial for you to get some real one-on-one -on -one time with the chosen character, and it's great for newcomers. And Tekken 8 does a really good job at welcoming newcomers in with a host of new features that perhaps the other entries in the series haven't done before but this arcade quest just felt like it could have been a lot more as well like there's there's all these other cabinets you're going around these various arcades there's all these other cabinets of all previous Tekken games and other namco games and i just thought oh, just put it in like just have an easter egg or something like that where you can go off and play one of these other cabinets so you've obviously taken the time out to recreate 
or have a have an older Tekken game in there. But yeah, it just came across as a bit a bit flat as an extended tutorial. But there, there's, I mean, there's plenty of other modes. Obviously, online there's Tekken Ball, which is like the beach volleyball spin-off, which is as nuts as it sounds that you're having a fight with a beach volleyball. Um, so everything else really solid, and I think when it's adding new fighters uh, throughout the year, um, hopefully there'll be one or two new modes as well. But yeah, it's very good. Good. There you go. It does look amazing. It did look. That's one thing. The visually, it looked stunning last night. Um, any questions for Richard on Tekken Eight? I have a question. Um, I played the beta and I was really impressed um, with how it looked and how it played as well. Um, what was the matchmaking like in the final release? Because it it was a bit hit and miss when I played the beta. I didn't notice any issues. Um, the they opened it up about halfway through the review period um, for people to join the, the online lobby. Um, I didn't have any issues waiting for someone. I'd, I'd managed to matchmake with a game, and this guy absolutely handed my ass to me. And I thought, right, I'm not going to play him again. So I tried to matchmake again, and it got the same re- it got the same region as that guy where that guy was from. I so, thought, no, I'm going to reject it. <laughs> Because I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, started matchmaking, got got him again, and I thought oh, I've got to bite the bullet here, really. But that was all fine. It came through really quickly. Um, I didn't have any issues at all with it. And I've no, not seen and elsewhere that anyone else has either. Good, Neil. You've got your your itching to play Tekken Eight, aren't you? Um, I've just done a look now. I haven't played Tekken since PlayStation One. I'm guessing the first Tekken, yeah. possibly. Yeah, um, I've got no interest in playing Tekken Eight. I don't understand fighting games at all. They just they they bore me. They really do. Mm. But okay. but yeah, I, but pretty much the same what, what you were saying earlier. It looks amazing, screenshots wise and trailer wise. Mm. It looks really good. But yeah, it's not for me. Not for you. Fair enough. Um, Neil, what is for you? What games have you been playing? What, what is for me is um, a game called Go Mechable, which is it was just come out this week as well. My review is live as well. Um, it's a twin stick shooter crossed with a pinball game. So you go into these small arenas uh, as a as a kind of a mecha. You start as, as a character called Cat Rascal. Um, <laughs> loaded up with weapons couple of abilities grenades emps stuff like that that you pick up um and shoot your way through the arenas but the twist is that at any point you just pull on the left trigger i think it is and you turn into a, a pinball and fire your way around so there's bumpers in places and there's kind of boosts etc etc um by bashing into enemies you pick up ammo you then turn back onto your, your two feet and shoot the hell out of them um but it's it's really good it's it's a roguelike, so there's a, so a run might last only three minutes. I think I had, I, th- I think my first probably ten runs, not one of them lasted more than ten minutes. Then I got one that was about twenty-five or so. Um, so you're constantly going back and starting again, and it gets a little bit tiresome when you're fighting through the same levels and then you come up against the same first boss that's already beating you back a few times already 
Um, but otherwise, it's it's really good. It's really fast. It's really fluid. There's not a single bit of lag in it, apart from strangely, I put this in my review, just in between levels. So kind of as it's loading a level, <laughs> there's a there's a cut sequence thing, just of a ball going down a, a warp hole thing, and and that's quite laggy. But then you get into the actual game and it's smooth as silk, so that's fine. But um, yes, if you want a twin stick shooter and you fancy some pinball at the same time, it, uh, it definitely does the job. Loads of weapons, lo- loads of weapons actually. I think there's combined between weapons, abilities, and upgrades. I think there's about a hundred or so, so you can get your load out how you how you wish. But yeah, decent little game, and it's on Game Pass. Okay, go Mecha Ball. Don't get your load out. Please don't do that. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, this Friday night news is spicy, isn't it? <laughs> um, good. Darren, what have you been playing? What have you got? Um, so I've been playing a game in secret for a few weeks. So we put a preview out a few weeks ago. And then the full review went live a couple of days ago. So it's Apollo Justice 8 Attorney Trilogy. So for those who are unaware, this is um, a collection of games from the Phoenix Wright series, which debuted on Nintendo DS a good few years ago, probably about 15 years ago or so, maybe even a bit longer. And um, they're text-based point-and-click adventures, I guess you could say, um, where you have several chapters and each one is a a different case. And your job as the attorney is to cross-examine witnesses, scrutinize their testimony and then there are some segments where you explore crime scenes and hunt for clues etc etc and it gathered a real um cult following um on ds and it made use of some of the ds functions like there was a little microphone so you could dust for prints and then blow into the microphone to blow away the dust on the screen or everyone's favorite you could shout objection into the microphone um when you were about to catch your witness out and break their testimony um so this has made it over to the xbox and this is games four five and six in the series it's like the second trilogy the first trilogy was released on xbox a couple of years ago or maybe a bit longer and this follows um, apollo justice who's basically phoenix Wright's um protege if you like um phoenix Wright is the original character who acts as a bit of a mentor and it very much is the same as it was um that was one of my my only criticisms is that they haven't done much to update the games themselves but they've repackaged them and what they have added is a really nice museum area in the main menu so you can listen to all the different soundtracks and you can organize the orchestra who plays them on screen um in the little gallery mode you can go through lots of different animation art styles um there's there's lots of like extras for fans but if you weren't a fan of the originals it's not necessarily going to win you over and there is a lot of reading because essentially there's a lot of narrative and then you have to read between the lines and compare your clues and then catch them out so there's not a lot of gameplay in the action sense uh, so it's a good job pause on the podcast this week but they're really solid stories. They're really, really well written. And it is really satisfying still when you get that kind of gotcha moment and you 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 can't shout objection. Well, you can shout objection, but you have to press the button because there's no microphone uh, like there was on the DS. And, you know, if, you, if you're into those type of things, then they're really good and they stand up really well. Um, and I gave it four out of five, I think, from memory. Oh, okay. 
Um, I've never played one of these games. I probably never will. I've got this feeling, but <laughs> just going to pass me by. Um, I do fancy. I should yeah, give it a go. Go on, Richard. I've played the first Phoenix Wright game and mm. I agree with what Darren's saying. But is the music as good in this new trilogy? Because there, I remember the soundtrack for the first game being absolutely incredible. Yes. So all of the all of the songs um, from the games in this trilogy are present. Um, but then there's um, a couple of new ones. So like the the new menu's got like a 2024 update. Like I think it's called something like Apollo Justice Returns or something. And yeah, they're really really well composed. So it hits exactly the same uh, notes as, as the old ones did. Good. Good. Any any questions, Dean? Uh, no, I'm probably less likely to play this than I am Tekken. <laughs> too, too much reading. Good, there you go, too much reading. Um, I've played a game called Grotto. I something it's very, we're very lucky with what we do. We kind of get to review indie games, games that we'd never probably look at twice, maybe, or not even get. And this is one of those games that I really enjoy. The idea of Grotto is you, you're in this grotto, this kind of cave, I mean, this kind of magical make-believe world, and it's all done in first person. And then people from this village, and these people are sort of like creatures, magical creatures, but they can talk, come and visit you. And you're sort of some kind of shaman. You don't know any of this, first of all. You're sort of, sort of some shaman um, who they can come to and ask questions about the future. And you look up at the sky, at the constellations, and you draw in the gameplay, shapes, and shapes will appear. So you might connect some stars together and, a, and a, an eagle's head might appear or something looks like an octopus. And then you start to collect all these constellation kind of like meanings on, on your cave wall. And then one of the, someone might come along and go, do you think I should, do you think I should rebel against the chief um, in the party? And then you take, <laughs> you take one of the things in the game and go, I oh, look at Eagle Head, goes to him and he goes, Really? I should go and hide? Um, <laughs> and wait to attack him? Yeah, 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 you should. And then <laughs> and then this goes on like this. So the game is I think the game is knowing that you're kinda don't know what you're you you have descriptions of these things that are kind of a bit more kind of dreamscape, you're a bit more poetic. And you're trying so it won't say um a uh, a eagle's head means make a brave choice. In the future, it has a much more poetic description. So you're tr you're trying to work things out, but the game knows you're sort of like making, you know, assumptions. And the whole narrative over it is about lying, about how people lie, and about deception, and about truth, and about stories. It's really cleverly written. It's fine, weird kind of audio voiceover, and it's one of those things you just sort of like do it, and you go, I've never played anything like this. I'm just really enjoying myself. It's very, and it's, is it niche? It is very niche. It's very unusual. And yeah, I'm I really really like it. I like it what they've done, and I've done um, I've done a let's play. I think it's up on our YouTube site at the moment. Of it for about forty five minutes. So have a have a little look if you want to. And uh, yeah, but I really recommend it. I'm really enjoying myself. Grotto. I think it's out. Is it out now? No embargo. Is out it? today. Out yep. today. Okay. There you go. Um, and the review should be soonish next week maybe. Um, yeah, liked it a lot. Let's go to another big game. Big, another big game coming in that I chatted to Richard about last night and I was totally shocked. I thought this was something else. Tell us about it, Richard. In my, my other little indie game that's only a couple of hours long, <laughs> <laughs> Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, 
that is infinite by name and infinite by nature as well. It is absolutely huge. Um, saying to Gareth last night, so obviously it's a new installment in the, the Like a Dragon franchise. It's moved out. It's branched out of Japan for the first time. It's now mainly set in Hawaii. Um, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Having never been to Hawaii, I can only imagine that because they've done such a good job with recreating areas of Japan that they've done a fantastic job recreating this area of Hawaii as well. Um, the, the lighting because of the sun makes it look absolutely gorgeous at, at times. Um, and yeah, you, you're there, you're playing as uh, Ichiban again, who was introduced in the, the last you Like a Dragon game. He's now your main protagonist going forward. He's in Hawaii to sort of find his mother, who he believed had died, but apparently now she's alive and she's been living in Hawaii. And as you get there, you bump into Kiryu, who's been the series protagonist for so long, uh, since the first, the very first Yakuza game. So you sort of team up together because you're both looking for Ichiban's mum. And then Kiryu finds out that he's got cancer and he's got six months left to live. So he ends up sort of going off and, and doing his own thing and it's basically got like a bucket list of, of things to do um and for, for a, a long time series fan that's just a trip down memory lane basically he meets up with all the old characters and and has these these things that he wants to sight see and do basically and then um you get these these heartfelt moments with all these old characters and then meanwhile uh ichiban gets his own uh, island called Dondoko Island, which is um, the Like a Dragon version of Infinite we um, of Animal Crossing. So he gets there, um, has to tidy up this island, and then can build stuff, um, get new guests on the island, has to change it into like a five-star resort, basically. And as I was saying to, to Gareth last night, all of all of that side content is completely optional. Like it's got its own currency, all the various items that you need to build with are all separate to everything else that you've got in game as an inventory. So this this massive piece of side content that you don't even need to touch. If it's not, if it's not of any interest to you, it doesn't have any impact on the story. You can continue it. I think you you need to go there to sort of kick it off but then you can ride a dolphin back to the main the main hawaii island and never touch it again if you don't want to and it's just huge um by this by this point i've already found this thing called sujimon so in the last game uh they basically did a riff of pokemon and had all the enemies that you would face basically fill out a thing called a Suji Dex, or the equivalent of like a Pokedex, and you needed to fill that up by encountering each enemy once. But now they've expanded it so that you can catch the enemies, you can train them, you can evolve them, raise them, and then have battles with them as well. And there's over 300. Wow. And it's just that on top of everything else that you've got in the standard story, the mini games, this Dondoko Island, and everything else. And I'm going to be at it for a very long time. But it's all brilliant as well. I don't think I said this already, but I give it five stars. It's the easiest five stars I'll give for a while. Um, wow. And I'm quite confident it's going to be my game of the year. 
Wow. See, I said to Richard last night, from the so we had two trailers from this. We had the first sort of reveal when he appears naked on the beach, you know, I think in the game show last year. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I remember that. And then we had the next trailer, which was the 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 Animal Crossing Island thing. So I thought the game was that. I thought the life of Dragon Infinite Wealth was this Animal Crossing kind of life. I thought they'd gone down that road. Um, and that was a real shock when Richard said, we're reading Richard's view. It's like, it's not. It's this whole other thing. And it's, a, it's optional. That's mad. Especially for someone. But Richard, you were saying, is it, it's not a good game if you never played stuff before to jump in? No. No, and I mentioned that in the review as well. That because of all this, this reminiscing that goes on with Kiryu and the fact that it's almost like a passing of the torch now to, to Ichiban. Like the first game was a big introduction for, for Ichiban. This new one's the passing of the torch to him. Like he's going to be carrying the series going forward. They definitely don't start with this one as your first game. Right. Play, play one, any of the others. And I think we were saying last night, I think all of the others are on Game Pass. All the other mainline ones are on Game Pass. So just start anywhere else first. Okay. But then definitely come to this one because it's one of the best. Good, thank you, um, Neil. Um, you've Hello. got a you've got a game that um, is in the power world. Um, are we going to get sued very quickly? Um, line of games? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> no, you haven't got that. Is it just on yes, the? I, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. What have you got? Well, I've been playing Stumble Guys, um, which has been on mobile for three years, maybe. Maybe okay. four years, a bit yeah. longer. Probably about the same amount of time as Fall Guys. Right. And I don't really know what came first, Fall Guys or Stumble Guys or Stumble Guys or Fall Guys. Ah. Um, but they're both the same game, <laughs> really. Right. Uh, and yes, yeah, so Stumble Guys has appeared on Xbox. It's a free download, as you would expect, of kind of a, an obstacle course knockout battle royale type thing. Uh, you get dropped onto a course with... 31 other people so 32 of you in, in total uh first 16 get to the end they qualify then they go on to another course next eight they qualify and then it goes down to the third and final and to be crowned a winner um yeah, it's, it's full guys really <laughs> <laughs> there's there's really not much to separate them at all this one has got um it's, it's brought some brands in so there's there's a barbie skin that you can dress up as there's a hot wheels track which is quite different because you're driving a car but it's very very basic so it, it doesn't at any point feel like you are driving a car it's just a car skin around your character basically and then you left to go down a track um, but other than that, you've got like a, a water slide one. You've got some tiles that fall away and you have to stay at the top. You've got uh, integration with Mr. Beast levels. They're, they're quite good. They're a bit longer than the other ones. Um, but in all, it's just like, it feels like a shorter Fall Guys um, and an easier Fall Guys. Mm. So I've I've already got maybe 10 crowns. So I've already won it. 10 times <laughs> admittedly some of those were against the developers because i sat in on a presentation from them and played it with them so whether they let me win or not i don't know possibly um but yeah if you if you like fall guys you're gonna like stumble guys it's it's had a few few server issues since launch yesterday 
I was trying to play it today and I was just kept getting chucked out. So be mindful of that. But if you can oh, get playing, stumbling, stumbling. Um, but yeah, if you can get past that and yeah, full goes, stumble goes, stumble goes, full goes. Okay, it's free to play as well, isn't it? So that's good. It's free to play. There's tons of cosmetics. There's all the usual grind for gems and stars and hmm. stuff like that. And then you can buy stuff from the shop. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's nice enough. They just need to sort the servers out. Okay, good. Stumble guys, thanks, Neil. Uh, Dan, what's your last game? Uh, my last game is a little Rattalika platformer called Kitten Hero. And I'll be honest, the reason I took it was because you play as a cat. So uh, essentially... Not, not the gamer score that you get in five minutes. Oh, well, there is that as well. Uh, five, five minutes is generous. It doesn't take about half of that. Um, so it, what it, essentially, uh, your owner gets kidnapped and then you manage to get aboard the space station where she's been taken and you have to go through a series of trap-laden rooms to get to her and save her. Um, and it's exactly what you'd expect, that kind of retro pixel-style um you can jump, you can wall jump, and you can dash, and that's about it. Um, and then you kind of jump from platform to platform, um, dodging obstacles, and you can save um, little kittens on the way as well <laughs> and get them to like the exit goal. And that is about it. I mean, to be fair, it's, as the platformers go, it works fine. Um, the only control niggle I found was you can dash upwards. You can dash to the points of the compass, so like up, down, left, and right. But you can also dash diagonally, but it doesn't seem to track very well. Uh, so sometimes you'll end up just going off to your death or getting impaled on a spike or whatever it is. But otherwise, it's fine. Um, I've played many of them before, and I probably will play many more. But it gets extra points because it's got cats in it. So Good. There we go. Kitten Hero. A game none of us will be playing. Uh, probably not. But I'll, I'll be playing it before Like a Dragon, before Tekken, <laughs> before Justice. If you want games, sure. Yeah. Um, go I've got one game I'm going to be really brief with. The Spy Who Shot Me. Um, it came out maybe last week. I think my review's on the site. It's um, GoldenEye, but a parody of that kind of world. It made me feel sick because of the <laughs> movement of it. It just made me feel ill every time I played it. It was like the worst experience of my life. But I did give it a two and a half because I think some people will like it. Um, it's a it's that kind of thing. I don't know what the point of it is, playing something with those mechanics from 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It, and it's whether you like kind of parodies. It's not that funny. It's not very funny. But it's... Um, some people will like it. I think we'll do I think it's only seven quid as well. If you like, you want to do a, a James Bond spoof game or GoldenEye spoof game, that's the one for you. But it made me feel so sick playing it. Oh my God, that's awful. I don't know what it was. Um, there you go. There's some games. Um, let's talk about some news. And we're going to just talk about, first of all, the the sort of big one. It's a, it's a kind of a bigger thing about the Microsoft have sort of announced. And it's not just Microsoft. Everyone's... Um, announcing layoffs in the game industry, and it's been a big, um, a big um, point of concern for the last, definitely the last year. Um, and Microsoft announces they're laying off from their gaming division with nine, um, one thousand nine hundred jobs cut across 
Activision Blizzard, Xbox Game Studios, and Zenimax Media. Um, I, I did a bit of let's, let's hear what we think. What's what's your what's your thoughts, Neil, behind all these kind of like game? Is it a worrying trend? Is it what do um, you think? Yeah, I think it was last time I was on the podcast, which was just after Christmas, just before Christmas, something like that. I mentioned that I went onto LinkedIn and saw a lot of people uh, looking for new jobs and mentioning that this was their last week at such and such. such Uh, And that's just carried on for the last three weeks. It's just constant. It's, It's gone mad, really. But I don't think it's just the gaming industry. I think it's everywhere. Um, and if you're a company and you're buying up loads of other companies, at some point you're going to want to consider and consolidate. And, and I think that's just what's happening. And unfortunately, that means people lose their jobs. That's just the way it is, isn't it? It just seems to be at the moment everybody is cutting jobs, and I don't really understand why they're all doing it at the same time. It's completely up to them, obviously. Yeah, each company is a separate entity, but it all seems to be at the same time, which is a bit strange and a bit worrying. Mm. Um, Darren, do you think? Um, I mean, the 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 big thing that people talk about is like you said, well, actually, games are making loads of money, and people, you know, it's, it's had this amazing year. It seems like the two things don't add up really. Darren, sorry. Oh, yeah. can, I, can I just say something yeah. on the back of that? Yeah. Is how, however much money they make is, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, it's not irrelevant, but but they, they make a lot of money. But like I say, if, if you buy somebody and you've got a, let's say, a PR team, for example, hmm. and you buy a company and they've got a PR team and you merge those two companies, you don't need two PR teams. Isn't that just general economics yeah yes that's yeah. how it works isn't yeah. it and there's been and over the last what three years or so maybe there's been so many purchases of uh, i say smaller but some of these companies are huge anyway aren't they um that at some point it was going to happen i i had a little look into this i saw an article by um an american economic magazine about the whole game industry and they had a really good they had a really kind of detailed argument much far too detailed for my brain but the, the gist of it kind of was they were saying actual game revenue has been going down so the biggest worrying thing is people buying games themselves has been going gradually down it's still up but it's not as up as what their projections were five six years ago and when COVID happened, they just they employed a lot of people because they thought everyone needs content. Um, games is where it's going to, you know, we just need to keep producing games. So they employed a lot of people. And of course, inflation has risen hugely. Um, and because inflation has risen hugely, that means wages go up with that. That means pensions go up. All the kind of benefits having the job. And that's they, their argument is saying that's why, that's one of the big reasons. Um, they've just sort of cut back because they can't, their projections are not what they thought they were going to be. And so they're making those cuts. So I think what you were saying, you were just saying about companies being kind of economically, that's what companies do. I think, I think me and Richard said this last night, I think, I've said it before in the podcast, we think of games companies as these cute little kind of people working out of their bedrooms. So they're they're billion dollar industries, you know, the biggest industries in the world, these huge corporations. And like you said, I think you're right, they're 
corporations making business decisions, whether you like that decision or not. Um, but that, that's just business, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah, yeah. So no. It's just a shame, like I say, it's just a shame that there's so many at the same time. And it's been, I say on LinkedIn, it's just been constant for six weeks. Yeah. I, th- I think as well, I think this will maybe mark a shift in how games are developed because it seems to be for the past however many years that it needs to be open world hundreds of hours and that's just going to drive the production costs up as well which which will factor into this somewhere but then i see games like the um the assassin's creed game mirage there's like a more condensed version and then you had um like a dragon gaiden which was a, a smaller version in the in the same the same universe and i think that's maybe what we'll start to see happen is that they'll be working on these these huge games as well but then they'll just keep churning out smaller games that keeps the things ticking over a little bit and but they're not losing that that sense of quality for like these these triple a games it's just a bit more of a condensed experience for people to enjoy Mm. Mm. Dan, what are your thoughts Uh, i think it's fascinating i think it's a complicated picture and a lot of what um well all of what neil and richard have said is on the money i think when you look when you when you zoom out it's a business like Mm. every other industry and it's a business now that is worth more than the movie industry um so i think neil's right like to acquire these studios the the potential alternative if you don't is the whole thing goes down so then you acquire them but then there'll be duplications where you need to make efficiencies and that's where some of these will will come naturally which doesn't is not me saying that it's justified or anything that's kind of just the way it is i think you're right i think post-covid there probably was a boom in a gaming demand and demands for gaming because people were at home uh, so it was a it was an unnatural intervention in the market that is going to scale back to some sort of supply and demand free market level. I think there's a lot of future proofing going on as well, because as you said, Gareth, costs are going up, um, whether that's energy, wages, um, materials to make games and make consoles. I think what's fascinating is we talk about what the market's worth and their revenue but what's the actual profit? Because that's going to drive a lot of decisions. If you're taking millions and millions of dollars, but you're not actually making a lot of money in areas like hardware and things, that's going to drive decisions as well. And what cost is a massive cost for a business and what do you scale back on? Payroll and people. And sadly, that's the inevitability of being in such a volatile world that we live in economically as well. So I think it's a really complicated picture and I think it's going to rumble on for most of this year. Because in, in my kind of backyard in retail, it's been forecast that we're going to lose as many retailers as in the last few years again in 2024, because there's no projection of growth really mm. for the economy. It's going to be another tough year. So, yeah, I think it's grim and it's not going to get any better anytime soon, unfortunately. Very sad for the people who lose their, you know, lose their jobs, of course. I think, that's, mm. you know, whatever happens, you can't, you know, it's uh it's 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 terrible for them as well and 
and and trying to find you know other work in the industry. But I think it'd be very interesting to hear from people maybe who have been made redundant as well from the from the gaming community. Probably they signed many NDAs, so they can't at the moment. Um, but it's to find out where they think, what they think, how it's why these cuts have happened as well. Mm-hmm. Is is I think what you, all the three of you have said is is kind of amazing. Well, you know, good game development. I think Neil said a really good thing when you said about they've probably merged PR companies. You know, games are a very different beast now, aren't they? You know, we're not talking about games that you know the days of like Dead Space coming out and then the next year Dead Space Two is coming out and Dead Space Three the following year. It's like it's a mm-hmm. it's a there's a huge campaign, like a movie campaign, on a PR front on a marketing front. You know, and those teams they have for that is is massive. So yeah, that's really interesting about that, about the other bits that go into, you know, the other elements into game. You know, like we talk about me and Richard were talking about tech and a last night. How much money to do that event? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's free drink, free food. You know, the location, DJ. So you think, you know, it's like it's is is, and we really enjoyed going there, but also. What what is that for? And, and people say that's the marketing. That's the marketing budget. We've got that down. But it's it's uh, well. Yeah. Sorry, Gareth. Go it's about the influencers, isn't it? Because then it's coverage and it's yeah. PR. Give you a few free drinks and invite you to a bit of a party. Yeah, got people there that have got such a following. They will do. Uh, they'll reach areas of the market through social media that maybe they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Kind of, it's a cycle, isn't it? I guess that's an yeah. investment in their part. Yeah. I don't think me and Richard were gonna, it's going to help them much, but, but we... <laughs> I love how you were more concerned about how they were going to tidy up. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy carrying the glasses, yeah, that's what he's worried about. Yeah, yeah. how many I glasses was... could he carry at once? <laughs> That was my favourite what did we do this week segment of any podcast I've ever heard of. I've got to say. <laughs> uh, right, good. We're going to leave that there. Um, what else have we got on our thing to talk about? We're going to talk about one more thing, maybe. What What do you want to talk about? You You decide. Neil, you decide. One more thing to chat about. Oh, I don't want to decide. I have to make many decisions during the day. I don't like making decisions at night. Um, Darren, you can decide. Uh, well, it's got to be Skull and Bones, right? <laughs> Everyone's favourite. Oh, Darren, why did you choose that one? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Skull and Bones, Darren. Yeah, so we've had some news through about post-launch content, um, including prehistoric monsters, which is interesting. So even though it's due to come out next month, they're talking about post-launch content already. So you would hope at this point, it's definitely coming out next month, but I'll never say never until it actually does. Um, but I, uh, it feels a bit random to me just putting prehistoric monsters in. I don't know why, but it just feels a bit odd. Um, but it's due out on February 16th, so if the base package doesn't do it for you, then look out for Godzilla in the water. That might do it for you. Um, but yeah, it's been on such a bumpy journey. I, I've lost track of what is actually what's actually planned for the game so and i'd be lying if i said that i'm going to be rushing out to get it on day one but they have said that there's going to be um four seasons within a year so they are committed and they're yeah. working on a lot of post-launch content so um i really kind of as we said before in the podcast i'm rooting for it so hopefully they turn it around and it's a success yeah who's reviewing this for us 
Is it? Isn't there a beta coming out? Yeah, just before uh, the release week as well. Yeah. Is it the eighth yeah. till the eleventh? Oh, this um, but yeah, I think that's a really smart idea from because it's not going to. When they say it's a beta, it's not going to. That is going to be the full release, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a, it's just a demo to get people to to give it a try, and it could work. It could backfire. It could backfire <laughs> massively, couldn't it? That's the problem. Um, a week out, they can't change much, can they? No. no. Uh, Gemma's reviewing this for us, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to see soon. I think it's going to come out. Um, and, and just on the connection on this, really, the Suicide Squad it has a very similar um, it had its delays as well, not as long as Columbus, but it didn't have a great beta first time around, did it? People were very kind of like it's been it's been very anti. But they they announced they've got um, post launch season. It adds a playable Joker um, to the. Uh, Suicide Squad. And what do you feel about this? Is it a similar kind of thing, like the prehistoric creatures? Is it? Just, uh, everyone excited about this? I would. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but um, it's interesting they're talking about post launch, and it's going to be um, that playable character is going to be free, is in free content. Mm. So again, you know, the, it looks like they've got plans to invest in it. So I suppose that's the beauty with games these days. You don't just package it up in a box and it mm. off on a disc and that's job done, whatever it'll be, will be. There is an opportunity to potentially turn it around from a very negative reception, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And did I write, am I right in thinking they're working on an offline mode as well? Or did I make that up? No, they were talking so, about it. Yeah. So that's good, but that's what people are unhappy about. It's worth mentioning that this isn't the Joker from the Arkham universe as well, is it? It's else else worlds, like a a bitch a bitch Joker version. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm glad you know because I have no idea what that was. <laughs> Don't ask me either. Well, we'll find out soon when that's coming out. I think it's coming out next Friday, which is kind of like mad um there we go um gentlemen what are we looking forward to next week in our, in our lives neil what about you uh my birthday that's oh. it uh, I, I obviously i'm looking forward to it ish <laughs> i don't really know if i'm looking forward to it it's, but it, it is my birthday so there we go i can't uh, get away from that how old are you uh i'll be um yeah Old. Old Good answer. Well done. Hang on. Will I be 40? I'll be 48, I think. Right. Okay. I think. Yeah, 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 I will be. Yeah. 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 Good. Happy birthday, Neil. Um, Thanks. Good. Um, Playing Suicide Squad. Chocolate cake. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Richard, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Um, Similar similar to Darren about what he's going to say. um, uh, Sorry, what? repeat it but um i've got a, a second preview piece from my trip down to frontier coming out and i'm looking forward to that getting out there and and seeing the reception because uh, they've announced a, a a show as well to to reveal some things so yeah they seem to be doing a lot of the right things at the moment um yeah yeah good and then whatever darren's about to say i'm looking forward to all of that as well Good. Um, Dan, tell us about what you're going to say. 
Oh, no pressure. Uh, when's your birthday, Neil? What's the day? I'm not telling you that. <laughs> oh, because it's Ryan's birthday next week as well. Oh, okay, Sunday. Oh, his is Thursday, the first. Oh, okay. Um, well, happy birthday for Sunday. Thanks. Um, so, because I, I was away last night, I haven't watched it, so I've got the penultimate episode and then the final of the Traitors to watch tonight, which I'm very, very excited about. But I oh, we forgot. About it already. We, we were going to spoil that, weren't we, right now? That, no, that no, one? you were. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> And obviously I'm off work, which should be nice next week. And then I'm meeting up with Dobbo because um, we're going over to Leeds um, to have a few drinks and go out for a bit of food. And then goes to the video games market, which is normally in Doncaster, but they've moved it back to the Royal Armouries in Leeds, where I believe it started out. Is that right, Dobbo? Uh, I, w- I, f- I forgot it was at the Royal Armouries. It was in a hotel in the centre of Leeds, but if it's at oh, the Royal Armouries, it's, it's not much further out. Yeah, so um, I'm going to meet up and have a look for some uh, bargains. So, yeah, be nice. Lovely. Um, this is the start of Richard um, tour of the UK, missing his Xbox Hub members in different places. <laughs> <laughs> Next week it's Paul driving around a motorway. Paul's last. Paul is last. Good, and I am looking forward to things. I've done my tax. Paid. I'm four days early. I'm very pleased by that. So oh, I, I did mine today as well. Oh, well yeah. You're proud of me. Yeah, I'm very proud. Oh, really good. Um, please don't mess me up. Right now, let's um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's um, say goodbye to everyone. Oh, now I'm missing. We've we got the same accountant. <laughs> oh no, I hope not. God, I hope you haven't got <laughs> mine. Came in on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. We had found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feed on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.